this, uh, this week I've been thinking about uh, uh, a young monk by the name of Martin Luther. Uh, 500 years ago, in the 1500s, Martin Luther um, led a movement that now we call uh, the Protestant Reformation. And uh, in 1517, he nailed his 95 theses under the door of uh, the church at Wittenberg, Germany. And um, his desire was for the church to, to return to the sense that we're saved by grace alone, through Christ alone, um, and that, that we would be formed by Scripture alone, and that we would live for the glory of God alone. Um, and uh, his, his, his desire was for the church to return to this love of God's word. And so when, when, uh, when Martin Luther uh, was hidden by his followers and, uh, and, and, he, and he translated the Bible into German, so that common people could read the Bible, so could, common people could read God's word for themselves, uh, uh, he referred to the Psalms as the Bible in miniature. In other words, the Psalms, uh, he believed, contain all the themes of Scripture in miniature. Uh, during times of trial, and he had many times of trial in his life, Luther repeatedly found strength in the Psalms. And so, and, you know, fast forward 10 years after him nailing those 95 theses to the door of the, of the church building, the chapel building, the Black Plague was sweeping across Europe. The plague had hit Europe in the 14th century. But it hit again in waves in the 15th century and again in the 16th century. And, and there was an outbreak in, 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 in Germany and in most of Europe in, in 1527. And, and um, Luther's son almost died during this time. And Luther, Martin Luther himself was exhausted from, uh, from the labor and from conflict and from personal crises and all these circumstances. And during this dark season of of, of Martin Luther's life, he found strength in Psalm 46. And Psalm 46 is where we're going to be this morning, if you want to turn there and you're, or scroll there, turn there, whichever. Um, and Psalm 46 is a psalm that describes God as a strong fortress, a mighty fortress that we can trust and that we can rely on. And, and it was through his reflection on this psalm, you know, uh, Luther would turn to his, his friend uh, and co-laborer, Philip Melanchthon, and he would say, he would say, let us sing Psalm 46. And our band just sang an amazing rendition of, of Psalm 46 just now. Uh, they let us in that, Lord of hosts, you're with us, right? Well, the, 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 the words that, that Luther um, wrote uh, as, out of his reflection on Psalm 46 was his most famous hymn uh, called, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And that hymn begins, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. He said there seem to be these mortal ills all around. But God is our helper. Verse 3 says, And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, this is verse 3 of A Mighty Fortress is Our God. He says, We will not fear, for God hath willed His truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for Him. His rage we can endure, for lo, His doom is sure. One little word shall fell Him. Powerful words from Martin Luther as, as he reflected on Psalm 46, that even though the prince of darkness is grim, even though... Uh, he, he has darts and arrows. We don't tremble for him because one little word from God can topple him over. So Psalm 46 in the scripture does not deny crises. It does not deny trouble. It does not deny tough circumstances like plague and death and loss and war. 
but what Psalm 46 does do is it gives us tools that we can deploy during a crisis, during a catastrophe, during a struggle. It doesn't deny struggle. It gives us tools that we can rely on during a struggle. And so during crises, I believe, Psalm 46 people can be characterized by the healthy soil of quiet trust in God. Psalm 46 people during crisis can be characterized by the healthy soil of quiet trust. So today we want to uh, look at what it means to be people who pray and believe and live. Psalm 46. So let's read it. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at the swelling of the sea, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy habitation of the Most High, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. We just sang that. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns chariots with fire. Be still, God says. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so uh, I want to look at a few things that Psalm 46 tells us to do in times of crisis because apparently, uh, I mean, yes, this psalm is a psalm of trust in God. It's a psalm uh, saying that God is reliable, that God is our fortress. But apparently there were some earth-shaking things going on. The psalm talks about mountains being swept up by the sea and, and the earth giving way uh, you know, under his feet. There were some, some difficult things going on here. And during a crisis, the first thing we can do is we run to the stronghold. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge. Verse 1, God is our refuge. God is our strength. A very present help in time of trouble. Throughout this psalm, God is described as a fortress. Martin Luther's song calls him a bulwark. In other words, God is this strong castle. He is this fortress that we can run to. The psalm says this is who God is. God is our fortress. God is our refuge. God is our strength. If if you were to describe someone... Uh, you might say, you know, Sonda is beautiful or, you know, uh, you know, Bill is helpful. You know, uh, I'm going to keep these positive descriptions. But but, you know, think about if, if somebody said, you know, uh, you are this, they will be describing a, a core component of who you are. And, and when the psalmist describes God, it says this is who God is. Fortress, tower, refuge, strength. A very present help. Another way to translate that would be that he's well proven. He's reliable. He's faithful. He's ready to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. So so the first thing we do in a time of crisis, whether that crisis is this health crisis we've got going on right now, 
or whether the crisis is this economic crisis connected to the health crisis. Or maybe right now you're not even thinking about global stuff or coronavirus or economics. Maybe you're thinking about your marriage or, or another relationship or you're thinking about a struggle or an addiction. Whatever that trouble may be for you today, the first thing we do in trouble is we run to the stronghold. It's like when you play tag with kids. What do they do? They run to a spot and say, I'm on base. I'm safe. Psalm 46 tells us that there is a place we can run to and be safe. And I can't talk about a fortress without giving a Lord of the Rings reference. I think about these words about God being a stronghold. I think about Helm's Deep. Theoden King said, it said that the Hornburg has never fallen to assault, but now my heart is doubtful. The world changes and all that was once strong has proven to be unsure. And that's where a lot of people are feeling right now. Everything that we relied on, our health, our, our economic system, um, our, our sense of we're Americans and we're, and we're impervious to things like plagues, all of these things are being rattled. All the, all the fortresses that we used to rely on are, are seeming to be um, unsure. Theoden said, how can any tower withstand such numbers and such reckless hate? You know that when chaos and crisis came to Rohan, the, the, the people of Rohan and the Lord of the Rings, they ran to the fortress. That's what people did for generations. They ran to the fortress. That fortress was, spoiler alert, it, it was... Um, it was broken down. Its walls fell. But what Psalm 46 is telling us is that any fortress we have, its walls are going to crumble. There's one fortress we can run to that truly is safe. During this time, I've been thinking a lot about what fortresses do I typically run to. I might ask you to think about that. What fortress do you normally go to to feel safe? Maybe it's your money. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's status. Maybe it's your work ethic. Maybe it's your knowledge. So much of that is proving to be unsure in this moment. But Psalm 46 tells us there is a fortress you can run to. And whether you get the coronavirus or not, he is that fortress. Whether you lose all your money or not, whether your marriage fails or not, running to God as the fortress doesn't mean you don't get the coronavirus. It doesn't mean bad stuff doesn't happen. It means even if it does, he is your fortress. We run to the fortress first. Second thing we do is we resolve not to fear the what ifs. We run to the fortress and then two, we resolve not to fear the what ifs. I have been what ifing myself to death lately. Maybe some of you have into what if what if the economy totally tanks what if this crisis doesn't end soon what if what if what if and, and, and maybe it's again maybe it's not even coronavirus related maybe you got something else in your life and you're just what ifing yourself to death and you're agonizing over it psalm 46 tells us that we can be people who resolve doesn't mean we're always a hundred percent perfect at it but we can resolve with God as our fortress. We can resolve not to fear the what ifs. Verse 2, therefore. What's that therefore, therefore? He says, he says in verse 1, God is our refuge and strength. He's very present. He's ready to help in times of trouble. Therefore, because God is my refuge and strength, we will not fear. Notice this is communal, by the way. It's not just I. It's we. 
Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth gives way. Um, you know, right now with, with the response to, to, the, to the virus, um, there's people that are exhibiting a lot of hysteria. And, and, we, and we see plenty of examples of that in, uh, in the media and at the store and whatnot. But there's also people that are exhibiting a lot of denial. And I would say that both denial and hysteria are both unhelpful responses. Both denial and hysteria are really anxious responses. They're fear responses. And the psalmist, when he's talking about here in Psalm 46, he says, verse 2, even though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, he's not denying that bad stuff happens. He's describing something really bad. He's, he's describing something so bad that it's like you're walking uh, down, down the road and the, and, the, and the earth under you just collapses. He's talking about some kind of apocalyptic event. He's talking about some kind of world-changing event that's happening. He's not denying it, and yet he's also not hysterical about it. He's using apocalyptic language. Maybe we've heard that word apocalypse a lot lately. People say this is an apocalyptic event, or we're living in the apocalypse. And when we think about that word apocalypse, normally we think end of the world and whatnot. But apocalypse is where we get the word revelation, which that last book in our Bible, right? Apocalypse means to reveal. It means to unveil. And there's these moments in history that are apocalyptic in the sense of they reveal something. Uh, this apocalypse, this apocalyptic moment that we're living in reveals something. The psalmist says, what if the earth gives way? What if the seas overcome the mountains? And we can just what if ourselves to death? And he says, even if the mountains give way, even if the ground under my feet falls, even if my 401k doesn't bounce back, even if I get sick and die, God's God and God is my fortress. Even though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Can you see this picture? This mountain. A mountain is something you rely on. It's always there. It's always going to be there. And the psalmist says, even if the ocean swelled up and just swallowed that mountain into the heart of the sea, God's still my fortress. I won't be afraid. I won't be hysterical. I also won't be stuck in denial. I'm going to trust God. Psalm 46 is not saying that plague's never going to come to you. Psalm 46 does not promise that we won't lose our money. Psalm 46 does not promise that your marriage is, is always going to be rosy. Psalm 46 doesn't promise any of that. Psalm 46 promises that no matter what happens to you, God is your refuge. God is your strength. And even if the ground under your feet was to disappear tomorrow, you don't have to be hysterical about that because God is with you if you know him. Apocalypse, again, that word means reveal. And, and during this apocalyptic moment, what is being revealed is, A, what do I really trust? And some of us have found that even though we've been saying, God's my refuge and my strength, we're realizing that what we've been trusting is our bank account. What we've been trusting is our health. What we've been trusting is that that 401k is going to be there. What we've been trusting is that, is that um, we live in an insulated country where a lot of bad stuff doesn't happen. Fill in the blank. Blank is my refuge and strength. What has been that for you? Money? Status? Fame? Health? 
We're seeing that all of that can be gone in an instant. Even, even like famous people get sick. I found out Tom Hanks had the coronavirus. I was like, not Tom. How did that happen? If anybody was safe, he would be. Anybody. It can happen to anybody. Recent events as the economy is collapsing and turmoil, recent events have shown the fragility of our system. And so what's been revealed for me is where do I really trust? What also gets revealed in apocalyptic moments is who God really is. The psalmist is living through some kind of apocalyptic days, probably war. And it was like the mountains are falling and everything he's counted on is falling and crumbling and, and getting swept up into crisis and chaos. And he sees, who do I really trust? And he sees who God really is. God really is my fortress, my strength. God's present. God's ready to help. God is faithful. And my prayer for you and for us during this moment is that it would be revealed to us who we really trust. And it would be revealed to us who God really is. That God is our fortress. So we, we, um, we run to the fortress. We resolve not to fear the what ifs. And three, we remember the river. Verse four says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. This is, this is just a beautiful image. That sometimes just when I am in, in anxious and I'm worried, I just say those words. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Um, as far as historians know, there was never a river that ran through the city of Jerusalem. But there was an underground river. There was an underground stream that fed that city with water. And so, so this image may be referring to that underground stream or it may be referring to that new creation river of life that's described about in Revelation. But whatever it's, talk, it's referring to, this imagery is fulfilled by the words that Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, that the Holy Spirit is this river of living water. Um, he's using uh, this image to contrast that chaos of the sea, the chaos of the water that's coming to take the mountains down from verse 1 and 2 and 3. Now we have this image of this river that brings peace, that brings contentment, that brings gladness. When the mountains fall, when the nations rage, when the people, uh, that's when the people of God remember that there is a river whose streams can make us glad, even when the mountains are being swallowed up by the sea, even when the nations rage. We can be satisfied in God. You can be satisfied in God if you know Jesus because God has given you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is that river that makes the people of God glad. Even in pestilence, even in war, even in economic hardship. And that's not denial. It's the reality of what the Spirit of God can do. God will help her when morning dawns. Uh, the Spirit reminds you that the Lord of hosts is with you. And that's the promise here. The promise here isn't you won't get the coronavirus. I hope you don't. I hope I don't. The promise isn't that you're going to keep all your money. The promise isn't that my house is going to sell when I want it to sell. The, the promise isn't any of that. The promise is that God is with you. 
And that's the promise that Psalm 46 celebrates. You know, I've heard it said by a couple different people this past few weeks that the coronavirus outbreak and all the economic fallout and other fallout from it have really reminded people of two very important truths. Number one, I am not in control. And number two, I am mortal. I will die. And these two fundamental truths, I'm not in control, but there's someone who is. I am, in, I, I am, I am mortal. I, uh, my, my, my life has a beginning and an ending. Those are the starting points from which we begin to talk about the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that Jesus Christ stepped into this world. And he took our form and he became one of us. So that we could have an eternal life with him. I'm not in control, but there is a God who, who is. I'm mortal. But Jesus Christ offers you and me eternal life as we follow him. The psalmist then says this. He says in verse um, 7, again, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verse 8, come behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease. And he takes all these instruments of war and he burns them and he destroys them. That's good news for people all over this world, by the way. The thing we can do is we run to the fortress. We, um, we resolve not to fear the what ifs. We uh, remember the river and then we recall what God has done. Recall what God has done. The psalmist says, verse 8, Behold the works of the Lord. It's in times like this, like this, that we're in times like these, that we can take a step back and remember what has God done in my life. If you're in some kind of chaos or struggle, we can step back and say, what has God done in my life so far? How has God been faithful up till now? And then we can step back even further and look at the even bigger story that we have the privilege of being a part of. And we can remember, we can behold, we can study, we can recall the works of God. We can recall the Exodus. Remember when the people of, 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 of Israel were slaves in Egypt for all those years and then God raised up Moses and, and with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, he led them out of that place. Remember how God recall, how God provided for them in the wilderness with manna from heaven, even though... They didn't have uh, 401ks or stock markets or, or jobs. Remember how Jericho, the city, fell when the people of God surrounded it in worship and, and, and they just played the, 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 the horns and they praised shouts of, shouts of praise to God and the walls came tumbling down, 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 down. Remember the prophets who cried out to turn and trust God. Remember Jesus, how he was faithful to God all the way to the cross. And how, he, he, how, how evil did its worst to him. And he died. And three days later, he rose from the, from the grave. Remember that. Recall that. Recall the works of God. That's what we do in times of crisis. And the last thing we do is we rest in God. We run to the fortress. We resolve not to fear the what-ifs. We remember that river whose streams make glad the city of God. We Recall what God has done, and finally, when we've done all we can do, we rest in God. Psalm 46.10 says this, Be still and know that I am God. 
I don't know how still you've been lately, but there's a lot of life that's been canceled. And like we said last week, we have an opportunity to, to form some new patterns. If maybe the old way we were living, if our normal was messed up, it's, we've been given an opportunity to, 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 to start a new normal by the grace of God. Be still. Take moments to be still. Uh, maybe that's early in the morning. Maybe that's late at night. Maybe that's on your lunch break. Take moments to be still. He says, be still and know that I am God. When we've done what we can do, we be still and we rest. Another way that that be still could be translated is let go. That's what it means. Let go. Unclench your fists. What are you still trying to control? Even though you've been shown that you can't control the, the, the economy, you can't control the healthcare system, what are you still trying to control? How is God inviting you to unclench your fist? See that word that has shown up over and over four, or three times in the psalm, Selah? Pause. Rest. Be still. St. Patrick, it, uh, last week was St. Patrick's Day. We celebrated St. Patrick's Day in isolation. And um, St. Patrick uh, wrote a prayer just using these words, Psalm 4610. He put it like this, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. It's a powerful prayer to pray. When, when you feel frantic, when you feel anxious, God invites you to be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. And in that stillness, if in all of this has happened, maybe God has gotten your attention. In that stillness, once you stop running mentally and emotionally and all that, and once you're still, you rest in God, you recall what God has done, you remember the river, you resolve not to let the fears dictate uh, and the what-ifs dictate your life, you, you run to the fortress when you've done all that. What is God saying to you? And I believe what God is saying, church, and what God is saying to the world, what God is saying you in Facebook land and YouTube land and the few of us in this room, what God is saying, whether you're a Christian or you're not yet a follower of Jesus Christ, God is saying the very same thing God has been saying since Adam and Eve were banished from the garden. God is saying the very same message that Jesus Christ preached. Repent and believe. Turn from your sin. And turn to Jesus. Trust him. Believe in him. Follow him. The psalm closes with, be still and know that I am God. God says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God says, no matter what happens, God will be exalted. He says, I will be exalted. Do you believe that God can be exalted even in the midst of of things not going our way. God can be exalted in the midst of struggle and sickness and financial ruin. That's not the way I want to see God exalted. I, I, I want to see God exalted by things going great for me. 
but God can be exalted whether we have much or whether we have little uh, Misty Muncie shared a, a, a great lesson Wednesday night. It's on our, our social media, um, a great lesson about contentment. And Paul says in Philippians 4.12, I've learned to be content whether I have a lot or whether I have nothing. God will be exalted. And we get to be the people. If we're Psalm 46 people, we get to people to be the people who say, God, I want to be a part of exalting you. Whether I live whether I die, whether I have much, whether I have little, I want to be part of exalting you. Let's return back to the beginning of this psalm. We run through the fortress. God is our refuge. God is our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Even if the mountains are washed away by the seas, even if the ground falls under, from out from under our feet, God is trustworthy. He is reliable. I want to close with the, the words of this psalm from Eugene Peterson's translation of the Bible, the message. I love the message version of Psalm 46. He says, God is a safe place to hide. God is ready to help when we need him. We stand fearless at the, at the, at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in sea storm and earthquake before the rush and roar of oceans, the tremors that shift mountains. Jacob wrestling God fights for us. God of angel armies protects us. River fountains splash joy, cooling God's city. The sacred haunt of the Most High. God lives here. The streets are safe. God at your service from crack of dawn. Godless nations rant and rave. Kings and kingdoms threaten. But earth does anything, he says. Jacob wrestling God fights for us. God of angel armies protects us. Attention all. See the marvels of God. He plants flowers and trees all over the earth. He bans wars from pole to pole. He breaks all the weapons across his knees. Step out of traffic. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God. Above politics, above everything. Jacob wrestling God fights for us. God of angel armies protects us. As we close, I want to remind you in the band's coming that God fully has revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ. The Son of God who took our form, who became one of us. God, our fortress, went all the way to the cross for you. And God, our fortress, after evil did its worst to him, he rose again. And whatever happens to you or to me today, or tomorrow, we can find refuge in the gospel. That Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ calls you to follow him. That he's Lord and we get to be part of what he's doing now and forever. So as, as the band plays and sings, we invite you to sing along. We invite you to stand or sit or kneel or bow or eyes open, closed, whatever. But I ask you to think about, where's my fortress been? And who's God? We love you.